Hello and welcome to the March DCM podcast. My name's Tom Linnea, I'm DCM's head of film. And this month, to celebrate the launch of Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice, which is in cinemas tomorrow, Friday the 25th of March, and is essentially the first of the big summer blockbusters, despite the fact it definitely doesn't feel like summer outside, I thought it would be a good <laughs> idea to discuss the biggest films that we can expect to see filling cinemas over the next few months, basically until the end of August. Joining me to discuss this, and not just because he's seen Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice, but also because he's an erudite, witty film lover, is DCM's <laughs> innovation manager, Michael Pollard. Hi, Michael. Hi, Tom. And Michael, earlier this week, we did an introduction to cinema event for um, a lot of the graduates uh, in the media industry at Picture House Central this, uh, on Monday. And Michael was introduced to the crowd as DCM's, uh, sorry, as Australia's answer to Matthew McConaughey. How do you feel about that? It's a little bit flattering, isn't it? It's quite a nice um, introduction, so I must thank Jen for that. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was quite a nice sort of... Yeah. I was going to say Australia's answer to Matthew Kelly, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just as good. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, um, you're DCM's innovation manager. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what an innovation manager does? Are you just innovating constantly? Just constantly walking around innovating things, everything I touch. Are you like Dyson? A little bit like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just without um, being on TV. Um, Yeah, so the way that we're sort of split up, there's a few of us that sit amongst the sales team um, and we sort of help uh, try and get as many brands as possible Engaging with all the fun cinematic touch points um, that we've got here at DCM, working with the exhibitors very closely, working with the distributors as well um, to produce some branded content. We're doing some really, really fun stuff with David Brent Life on the Road at the moment, which should be fantastic when it comes out August 19th. Um, but yeah, it's 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 quite quite an interesting job. Um, sometimes we're putting out fires, um, but a lot of the time we're, we're trying to get people excited and obviously get them buying into cinema. And can you give us an indication of something you might be working on at the moment? Because obviously it's one of those job titles where you think, yep. okay, I don't quite get what this guy does illuminate it for us illuminate me okay cool um so yeah david debrent example is quite a nice one we're working there one at the moment who are fantastic um and quite conveniently they're just over the road from us so we can pop over whenever we want um we're working with a couple of brands at the moment to get them to align with the ex- some exclusive content i think one of the greatest things about the office and around david brent is all the outtakes that people see on youtube so we're actually trying to find some exclusive content at the moment um which e1 are helping um create for us and actually partnering that with a few uh brands one of the things we're going to do, which is going to be quite nice, is creating uh, the David Brent break, which will run across June, July and August. Um, so there'll be an opportunity for brands to get involved with it uh, through premium positions and all that um, type of thing during the film itself, but also in the lead up, lead up to the film um, in promoting it. There'll be a nice way to sort of chop up the reel there and have brands sort of sandwiched in between some really, really interesting content. Sounds exciting. Now let's move on to Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. Sure. You were at the premiere on Tuesday. I've seen the film as yep. well. Yep. We won't go into the plot because I'm certain everyone's okay. seen the um, trailers, but it kind of lives up to its title, doesn't it? Batman versus Superman. You do get plenty of Batman versus Superman. This is a big film, isn't it? I mean, they Warner Brothers, DC, Zack Snyder, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, they've thrown everything at this, and you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I think a lot of people um, come up to me the next day and ask me how, what I thought. My initial reactions were really, really positive, and I, and I still still hold on to those um i think that visually it's stunning um there there's a couple of scenes there that are even a little bit bond-esque and i think one of the things that zack snyder does especially with 300 is quite usually quite dark um especially with man of steel so from from a visual point of view i think it absolutely nails it um I, you know, again, I think from you know, maybe a storyline point of view, I won't go into that too much. I think it could have been maybe a little bit more character development. Um, but in saying that, it really does set up everything for Justice League and obviously what's going to be coming over the next five years. Um, and it 
and and again trying to see how DC are going to marvel, uh, marvel are going to rival Marvel um, <laughs> until you know twenty 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 one. I liked it as well. I mean. Going in, I always was concerned about how is Batman going to... Who's basically a guy with parent <laughs> issues, um, and is slightly psychotic as well, yeah. um, going to defeat or even go up against Superman, who is basically a god, a superhuman god. And I thought the way it kind of approaches that, they, it did it really well, actually. And um, when, it, that, when the two actually do come face-to-face about 90 minutes into the film... It was worth the wait, and I think people who are really looking forward to that won't be disappointed. Yeah, I think I think if you I think a lot of people going in, um, it's really quite hard to compare it to the Nolan trilogy of the Batman trilogy. And I think if you go in trying to do that, and the fact that you've got these amazing characters who we've seen in previous years, such as Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart and Christian Bale and Michael Caine, then you're probably going to let yourself down. You need to probably go in with quite a fresh. Um, sort of approach to it, but I think that the cast does quite well. I thought Jeremy Irons was really good. Yeah, I thought he was great. As, I would as, like to see more as Alfred, yeah. of Jeremy Irons and, and Ben Affleck. That yeah. actually made me quite excited about a future Batman film. Absolutely, yeah. I thought it was great. I thought Ben Affleck really, really stepped up. I thought Gal Gadot was fantastic, um, and I think that she's got a great springboard there into one Wonder Woman um, film, which will be out in the next couple of years. I, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really solid. Um, yeah, again. Just coming back to the character development and things like that, it would have been nice to maybe you see a bit of a backstory. Um, but I thought, still thought the characters who we met this time, especially Jesse Eisenberg, a little bit scary. Maybe he's sort I of going. He did a good job. I thought, yeah, he did. He did it, a great. It was sort of the next step from Mark Zuckerberg. From yeah, the social it, it was. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> what Mark Zuckerberg would be like if he stopped taking his meds. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Um, he's very loud, very animated. Um, and even watching him at the premiere, he's just sort of that animated, sort of very sort of jumpy sort of guy. Um, and I think that that's not to typecast him into that, but I think that he did a good job in sort of bringing that and, out. And Lex it's Luthor. been different from the Lex Luthers we've seen in the past. So yes. Kevin Spacey and Gene Hackman, very different portrayal, which like... Like Heath Ledger did with the Joker, he actually yeah. went in a different direction with it, which I actually appreciated. Yeah, I always thought that after Man of Steel that we were going to see someone like a Mark Strong sort of character come on, someone you know similar to sort of Kick-Ass and something like that, where it was going to be quite sort of uh, reserved. But he's very energetic, um, a little bit of sort of youth behind it as well, which is quite nice. Um, but I thought he did a good job. And it's out tomorrow. It's going to be huge. It's going to be one of the biggest... Um, comic book films of the year but also out this weekend which is it's Easter weekend it's a huge weekend for cinema we have one of the best animations we've had for quite some time in Zootropolis you've seen this one as well haven't you Mike I did uh, Club and Pitch House last Sunday for a preview I admittedly thought it was fantastic I actually gave it a wrap on Monday at Intro to Cinema and I think Jason Bateman's voice work is literally some of the best stuff I've seen in years since Eddie Murphy and Shrek. I thought it was fantastic I, I thought it was brilliant it's a fantastic story it's about a um, a Bunny, who basically is part of this huge family in the country who moves to Zootropolis, which is this huge city where animals live. It's basically as if humans didn't exist and animals are anthropomorphized (laughs) and they all live in certain sections of the city. So there's Tundra Town and Safari Zone or something like that. And um, there's a there's a mystery going on, which basically goes right to the heart of local government. It's quite a serious plot, actually, and it kind of has echoes of The Godfather and Chinatown. But the fact is it looks cute and fluffy and there's some really funny bits for kids, but there is plenty in this for adults. And I thought it was brilliant. One of the best animations Disney have released for a long while. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought they've done a really, really good job. And I think one of the interesting things about this as well is that with the lineup, and I'll go through it in a minute, but I think the amount of marketing that's gone through, not just here, but overseas as well, behind Secret Life of Pets, BFG, 
and um, and Finding Dory that this was sort of one that sort of caught people a little bit unaware that it was going to be um, that it might not have lived up to expectations of what those big three are going to be across summer but it's it's fantastic and it's, it's a very nice start breaking records around the world I mean it's taken yeah. it's been at number one at the US box office for three consecutive weeks it's taken over 200 million there already I think it's taken over 500 million worldwide it's out nationwide tomorrow Friday the 25th of March correct um, <laughs> it, don't miss it and then on Monday this new trend to release films on Monday we've got Eddie the Eagle which is the big British hope against these huge <laughs> Uh, US behemoths and I thought this was a really wonderful film as well Lionsgate very kindly allowed us to do a screening in our screening room and people went crazy for it it's just really good natured really funny Hugh Jackman and Taron Egerton are perfectly cast uh, Dexter Fletcher does a great job keeping the plot moving the nostalgic elements of recreating the 1980s are really well done and regardless of whether you know the story or not by the end of it I can't think that anyone won't be swept up in the, the yeah. excitement of yeah. and of what Eddie the Eagle's trying to do. It's a genuine underdog story, and I really liked it. So that's this weekend, which is a huge weekend for cinema. But let's talk now about the, the big summer films, and we have got some huge films throughout the summer. And the first one we're going to talk about is Captain America Civil War, which Good. is out on 29th of April. And you may have seen some promos for this or the trailers. This is essentially Avengers two and a half. It's got it's previously the Captain America films have had Captain America in and a couple of other characters we've known. This has Captain America in. It has Iron Man. It has Scarlet Witch. It has Black Widow. It has Ant Man. It has Hawkeye. It's also got the first appearance of Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a big deal. And it's, it's essentially two groups of Avengers, one led by Iron Man and one led by Captain America, are pitted against each other. I'm hoping they work it out, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun along the way. You're looking forward to this one? Absolutely. I thought that that second trailer was... I was literally joy hit the floor as I, as I had my headphones in sitting at work li- watching that um, I thought it was amazing I think it's good as well that the fact that Spider-Man comes in quite nicely at the end there similar to the first trailer for Suicide Squad when you see Jared Leto at the end there as a as a joker I thought that that was a really nice touch um, I w- yeah I wasn't convinced after the first trailer I thought it could have uh, you know gone either way but after seeing that second trailer I'm pretty convinced and very excited this should be good should be fantastic yeah and it's directed by the same guys who directed Captain America Winter Soldier the Russo brothers it should be comfortably the biggest Captain America film yet. I mean, if you think yeah. the biggest non-Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe film is Iron Man 3 with 37 million, I think this could get up to that level, especially with the addition of Spider-Man and the fact it looks like a... To be honest, it looks like the Avengers film that I wanted to see, more character-based, but as equally as exciting. I'm very excited about this one. It'll also be very exciting to see who potentially... Uh uh, who potentially gets killed off in this one as well? I think there's been a lot of a lot of chat. Someone's going to gonna die. Whether it's going to be someone like War Hero, where it's going to be uh, War Machine. Sorry, it's going. Who's it going to be? Um, so it'll be interesting to find out when it comes out. If there's any brands who want to run with superhero films, it's great to get in with Captain America: Civil War, and then just three weeks later, we've got X Men: Apocalypse, which is Brian Singer, who directed X Men: Days of Future Past, directed X Men One and X Two. He's back directing this one. The last X Men film was the biggest one yet. And I think this one should be equally as big. They always have an amazing cast. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is now front and centre in these films. It's amazing how Mystique has basically become the main character in these films. And that's testament to Jennifer Lawrence's star power. But there's also Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, and the villain in this one, if you aren't aware, and hopefully you've seen some of the trailers, but if you aren't aware, is played by Oscar Isaac. And everyone loves Oscar Isaac after Star Wars The Force Awakens. I loved him after Inside Davis. Absolutely. But but he's just incredible. And (laughs) one of the best actors to emerge in the last few years, I think. 
Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. I, I loved the inside Luton days. I thought it was fantastic. I think some of his scenes and the fact that it, it just sits on him for so long. Um, he does a fantastic job, as he did with Star Wars as well. Um, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, absolutely, 100%. I think after the fact that she's the first female what, to lead a franchise, um, and she did a fantastic job um, throughout all the movies, I thought, especially in the second one. You're talking about Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I thought, yeah, I think this looks good. Um, I think they've got their, their work cut out for them by the looks of things, and I think that the trailer does quite a nice job. Obviously, there's not a, the Aussie in there, Rose Byrne. Um, I think she's she's flying the flag for us. Um, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and it's always going to be a nice sort of kick along after Captain America. Yeah, and then a week later, going for a slightly different audience, and perfectly time for, for Mayhoff term, is Alice Through the Looking Glass, which is the sequel to Alice in Wonderland, also based on Lewis Carroll's book, Through the Looking Glass. Um, Alice in Wonderland grossed over £42 million at the UK box office back in 2010. Huge, huge hit. Uh, this one may not get up quite so high, but I think it's shaping up quite nice. It's direct. I'm personally optimistic about it because it's directed by James Bobbin, who I first became aware of because he was one of the main creative guys behind the, uh, the Ali G show and the Ali G in the USI, which, are, as far as I'm concerned, are two of the funniest things ever <laughs> recorded on film yeah. or video. And uh, he then went on to direct... The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted, which I thought were really nice. And I'm hoping he can bring that lightness of touch and humour to this. And as with Alice in Wonderland, cast is amazing. Mia Wasikowska, Johnny Depp, Sasha Baron Cohen's Correct. doing the cast. Yeah. Helena Bottom Carter, Anne Hathaway. Um, it should be one of the biggest films for May Half Term. Are you looking forward to this one? I am. I think it's, uh, again, as you said, I think the, um, the, the the sort of lineup there of the people who are going to be in it's fantastic. You know, Helen, Helen Bottom Carter's in it. No sort of surprise there with Johnny Depp. But um, Sasha Baron Cohen, Fantastic. Um, Mia Wasikowska, um, again. Um, that, she's an Aussie think, as well. Again, she's flying the flag for us. Um, and Anne Hathaway as well. I think that's cool uh, that she's in there. I think it should be um, quite a nice sort of mix-up. And then we're moving on to a month later, which is right slap bang in the middle of year 2016. And we often get questions. How does a big sporting event such as the World Cup or the European Championships impact on cinema? And depends on if there's films available and I think this year there genuinely is big films available just before this one we've got The Conjuring 2 which is the sequel to the biggest horror film of the last few years but I think Independence Day Resurgence has the potential to be really very big indeed I mean if we this time last year we were talking about Jurassic World which had a similar release date and I think Independence Day Resurgence has the potential to do something like Jurassic World in that capture people's imagination who went to see the original the original Independence Day was out 20 years ago this year it was the biggest wow. film of 1996 grossed over 37 million pounds in the UK alone um, almost did a billion worldwide Roland Emmerich directed that one he's back to direct this one most importantly Jeff Goldblum is back um, I mean the aliens are back but most importantly Jeff Goldblum is back <laughs> and Bill Pullman yeah. and um, they put in, they've put they wisely selected a, a, a hip young cast as well people like Micah Monroe who I really like she was great in It Follows and great in The Guest uh, this could be one of the big films of the summer couldn't it? Absolutely um, and also Liam Hemsworth in there as oh, well yeah, another so, Aussie yeah. another Aussie so I'm he's actually going alright yeah. Liam Hemsworth actually going alright for himself especially after Hunger Games as well so um, yeah I think this should be fantastic um, I was Again, similar to the second um, Captain America trailer, just hearing that speech again, I was just welling up with cheers. Mm -hmm. Though it's it's quite, they've done really really nice job there, playing on the nostalgia. Similar as you said, Jurassic World did with Jurassic Park. Um, I think this is going to be really a bit of a surprise packet. I don't think too many people are holding out. Everyone who we've spoken to recently, I mean, the first thing they've asked is, you know, is Will Smith going to be in it? It's like, no, Will Smith's not going to be in it. But I think that the fact that Jeff Goldblum's back, yes, Jeff. Goldblum's dad's back in it as well. Um, and 
I think Jeff Goldblum coming back is more important than Will Smith. Uh, I agree, 100%. Yeah. For me personally, I would want to see Jeff Goldblum back in yeah. this film. Yeah. And so when I saw that he was brought back, I was like, okay, you've got me, I'm in. Yeah, I think the, the fact that we missed him in Jurassic World, I think everyone was a bit like, okay, we've seen Sam Neill enough, yeah, it's cool, it's all right. But we sort of need our number one man back and the fact he's coming back for this and he really did create the first one. So yeah, it's very excited. I think they've got a great release date. I think it'll do really well. And then we move on to July. So we're getting right back into the school holidays and the first film we're going to mention is Ghostbusters which is on the 15th of July stars Chris Hemsworth <laughs> I just thought I'd bring the Aussie in first Sorry, I didn't know why not. but um, this trailer was released a few weeks back and has kind of divided opinion across the internet to, between people who think that they should never have touched the original film yeah. and then those people who, like myself who look at the people involved and think this has to be really very funny indeed. I mean, Paul Feig is directing. And if your last three films were Bridesmaids, The Heat and Spy, three terrific comedies, all very funny, all have great rewatchability, I'm like, you can, I will be there front row for for your next film, whatever it is. And it's Ghostbusters. I love the cast he's put together. Melissa McCarthy, I thought was should have had an Oscar nomination for Spy last year, was so funny. Kristen Wiig, we all know how great she is. Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon, two great US comics. Chris Hemsworth is playing the secretary. That's an interesting, fun piece of casting. And apparently Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are making an appearance. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be there opening weekend. Yeah, I think I think it'd be good. Um, I, I mean, the, again, there was a lot of mixed reviews just around the trailer when it came out um, and around you know whether or not they'd be able to pull it off. I think that... You know, people forget Bridesmaids was amazing and it really was such a great movie, especially Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, um, who made just that an absolute huge success. So I think if those two are back together, again, every possibility this could do quite well. I hope that they do well. Yeah. Um, if Dan Aykroyd and, uh, and Bill Murray do make an appearance, it's only going to help. So I think it's a bit of a wait and see. I'm, I'm firmly I'm, I'm on board with this. I, I mean, of all the films we've mentioned, so oh, this is the one I'm most looking forward to so far. <laughs> good, really, good, good. I just love Paul Feig films. He's a, I do. As I mean, well. he, I I'm, he's good. But going back to Freaks and Geeks, he was he created a TV show for Freaks and Geeks, which launched the careers of Seth Rogen and James Franco and Jason Segel. And I don't think he's put a foot wrong yet. And I'm, I'm hopeful that this will continue that. Me too. Then a week later, we've got two massive films currently on the same release date. First up, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, I loved the Star Trek reboot. The first Star Trek reboot with J.J. Abrams, I mean, basically, it's why you got the Star Wars job. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Uh, he cast it brilliantly, and I really th- thought it was terrific. The sequel, Into Darkness, wasn't quite as good, but I still think there was a lot to go on in this. J.J. Abrams has obviously gone to Star-, Star Wars, but Justin Lin is directing this one, and Justin Lin is the man who turned the Fast and Furious franchise into a $1 billion franchise, so he must be a very clever and talented man. And I'm hoping he can do something good with this. I mean, as, as always, the, the cast, Chris Pine is great as Captain Kirk, Zachary Quinto as Spock, Simon Pegg as um, Scotty, who's actually co-written the script. But I think most excitingly, the villain is played by Idris Elba. And any film with Idris Elba is worth watching. Yeah, again, I think that's fantastic. I, one, I mean, to be really, really honest, I wasn't a huge Star Trek fan um, before the reboot. Um, and me neither. It really took me a while to, a bit of convincing to sort of get back into it. But Zachary Quinto, when I saw him on the screen as Spock, I was literally blown away. He's unbelievable. Um, Chris Pine, fantastic job. Um, and again, Simon Pegg, yeah, he's like, it just sort of goes from strength to strength. And um, 
I think that if he's sort of had a hand in this, and hopefully it does quite well. Yes, Idris Elba playing playing the bad guy, similar to what he's going to be doing in Jungle Book as well. So um, I think, yeah, I mean, every every chance of this to do well, I'd love to see another trailer. It's going to be better than the first one. Yeah, we need a new trailer. I think for we this need one. a new one. Um, when it comes out, though, I, I reckon it's going to be fantastic. I think one of the things about this as well is that if you look at the schedule and the way that it's sort of sitting, I mean, it's going to be a couple of weeks after Independence Day. It's a week after Ghostbusters. Um, we've obviously got things before that as we mentioned with X-Men Apocalypse and we would have seen Captain America by then so it's it is flying under the radar a little bit that it could really be quite a nice surprise packet um, given we've only seen a little bit of it so far yep I agree Um, but also on the same day and which may pose an issue for Star Trek Beyond is the BFG which could legitimately be the biggest film of the summer Um, if you're not familiar with well you're probably familiar with the story but if you're not familiar with um, the people uh, who's making this film it's the Royal Dahl book, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, it's written by Melissa Matheson, who wrote E.T. New Oscar winner Mark Rylance is playing the BFG. It's going to be huge. I mean, it's a huge, it would have been Roald Dahl's 100th birthday this year. I think there's a whole range of activations around his estate throughout the year, and it kind of reaches its apex with um, the film on the 22nd of July. And if it's as good as it could be, think, if you're creating a huge fantasy epic for that is accessible to everyone and most importantly good you wouldn't want anyone other than steven spielberg doing it would you no i think i think again a lot of people have asked me like what's this actually going to be and whether or not it's going to be any good and thinks that there's two words that basically put people at ease and those those are steven spielberg um and the guy obviously knows what he's doing especially with the bridge of spies last year which is fantastic mark Rollins, obviously he's collaborating with him again um and, and john williams is doing the score it, it's literally written it's there it's 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 a bit scary to think that you got those two people every time that they sort of put something together. It's um, it's pretty fantastic. So, yeah, I think this would be great. It's got a good little spot there on the 22nd of July. Right um, at the start of the school holidays. Yeah, absolutely right. I think this would be good. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. I think I think when we come to the end of the year, this is probably going to be in the top three or four biggest films of the year. Yeah, great. And on the 27th of July, we've got what I think is nailed on to be the best action film of the year in Jason Bourne. Now, people listening might be thinking, well, the Bourne legacy wasn't very good. And to be fair, it wasn't, but that didn't have Jason Bourne in. And what they've wisely done is call this one Jason Bourne so people know that Jason Bourne is back and Matt Damon is back playing the character. Paul Greengrass is back directing. Now, Paul Greengrass directed The Bourne Ultimate and then Bourne Supremacy, which, as far as I'm concerned, are two of the greatest action films of the 21st century. Would you agree with that? Good. 100%. And since then, he went and directed Captain Phillips, which was also a crackerjack action thriller. So we've got Matt Damon, Paul Greengrass. That's reason enough to be excited. But you've got Alicia Vikander in the supporting cast, who, recent Oscar winner for The Danish Girl. We've got Vincent Casella as the bad guy, who I can't think of many better um, European actors to play a bad guy in a Bourne film. And uh, who else is in it? We've got Tommy Lee Jones as well, who will be in it. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, I haven't seen too much. The only thing I saw was that um, I remember seeing the Super Bowl trailer when it came out. And just that one one fight scene where he just puts a guy on the deck with one punch. And I was like, that is Matt Damon. Um, So I think it's going to be fantastic. I I didn't think the Bourne Legacy was... I didn't think it was too bad. I thought Jeremy Renner was okay. Rachel Wise wasn't as great as what I thought she could be. Um, But I think it's great that he's going to come back. Greengrass, as you said. Matt Damon's back. Matt Damon is back. Um, Jeremy Renner's apparently not. It's not going to be that, no. Um, so Paul Greengrass doing that after Captain Phillips will be great. Looking forward to the music. Julia Stiles is back for this as well. Yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones. So, um, again, absolutely love The Fugitive. I think that, and US Marshals as well. I think that he's going to be a great addition a great, to it as he's well. He's a great addition to any yeah. cast. I think 
this one I'm really genuinely excited to see Jason Bourne back and just seeing Paul Greengrass direct an action film again and yeah. as you said the only thing we've seen so far is the 30 second Super Bowl spot which was just a snippet but there was enough in there to me for me to go yeah I'm just uh, Matt Damon slips back into the role perfectly uh, it's going to be it's going to be a knockout absolutely then it's Batman is all Batman's out this weekend but DC's second film of the year is out on the 5th of August and it's called Suicide Squad and Personally, when I first saw the trailers for Batman and saw the trailer for Suicide Squad, I was like, Suicide Squad's the one I want to see. I mean, and I, I enjoyed Batman, but I'm still hyped about Suicide Squad. Um, it's basically about a gang of anti-heroes. They're called the worst superheroes ever or something, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, who are set on basically a mission that is going to lead to their certain death, hence it's called the Suicide Squad. I'm assuming they don't die, or at least some of them don't die. But um, it's yeah. been nicely cast. I mean, Margot Robbie's playing Harley Quinn, and from the trailers you can see that she's nailed it. Will Smith's playing Deadshot. Jai Courtney is playing some guy whose name I can't remember, but he punches people a lot. Um, Jared Leto's <laughs> playing the Joker. Uh, it's directed by David Ayer, who did End of Watch and Fury, who I think is a, a, a really solid choice of director. And the trailer is absolutely knockout. It's all set to Bohemian Rhapsody. If you haven't seen the trailer, get on YouTube and watch it, because that, if you aren't aware of this film, this is the one that you will want to see after watching the trailer. Yeah, I think David Ayer's fantastic. I, I absolutely loved End of Watch. I thought it was fantastic with Michael Penn and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I honestly loved it i think that is a great choice everything they've heard about this and all of the feedback has only been positive and i think the social media stuff that they've been posting up especially margot robbie and sort of will smith and everyone getting and everyone's getting behind this so far out is only just going to drive expectation but i think that they're definitely going to deliver yeah and then the final film we're going to mention of the big summer uh, films is the film that you mentioned earlier actually but we're yeah. both we're both <laughs> really excited about i mean i'm sure michael's gonna say it looks fantastic because everything looks fantastic <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, on the 19th of august uh it's david brent life on the road now michael told me a story a couple of weeks ago about a racehorse do you want to say oh right yes 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 so um for anyone who works at dcm will know that i'm a bit of a tragic punter um especially coming back from cheltenham last week but i um bought shares in a horse um, a couple of years ago, which is probably one of the worst decisions of my life because it's still haunting me to this day. Um, but we all basically as owners had the opportunity to try and name the horse and I had to try and convince the other owners that I wanted to name the horse Brent Master General, um, to which was just received with a barrage of laughter um, and no one really understood it. But I absolutely love David Brent. <sighs> Huge fan of The Office. The Office, as far as I'm concerned, is the greatest sitcom of all time. I, I, mean, I still watch it. On a yearly basis, it still makes me laugh. It still moves me. His performance is just incredible with yeah. David Brent. I mean, that's why I'm excited about David Brent Life on the Road because Gervais's career outside of The Office has been a bit shaky, although I liked Extras um, and I liked some of his film stuff. But his performance as David Brent in the, throughout The Office, he never misses a beat. It's f funny. It's moving. He basically nails that character, and I'm just hoping he can bring that to David Brent Life on the Road because this has so much potential. I... I really am excited about this. Yeah. I mean, the first trailer should be out next week as well. Yeah. From what I've seen so far, we've seen a little bit of exclusive stuff from E1. Um, they're going to be doing a really, really great campaign to get everyone on board, given that this is going to be coming out during the last couple of days of the Olympics as well. So there'll be a lot of hype, a lot of British sort of push there as well. Um, I think he's going to bring his A game. It looks great um, from what we've seen so far. Um, and again, you know, there's nothing really sinister. The thing I love about David Brent and about this character is that at the end of the day, yeah, he does confuse popularity with respects. Um, and, you know, from, from what we hear, he, he basically carries all those sort of traits on that we love from 2001 into this film as well. So it should be, should be fantastic, yeah. 
Yeah, good. I'm glad Again, it should be I'm fantastic. glad you got fantastic in there. Um, so that's basically the main films we've got the summer. We'll just touch on the family slate because obviously the family slate is huge throughout the summer. And um, I think we have the strongest family slate this summer that we've had for quite some time. Mike touched on The Jungle Book earlier, which is the big live action adaptation of the classic Disney animation. We've got The Secret Life of Pets at the end of June, which, if you, again, if you haven't seen the trailer, this is the one trailer. I show this trailer at every presentation I do because... As soon as people see the trailer, they get the concept. It's funny. It's basically about what your pets do when you're not around. Uh, and it's universal. It's got a really great release date. The release date that Minions had last year, I think this should be one of the big the big new animated franchise. We've got Ice Age Collision Course on the 15th of July, right at the start of the school holidays. I mean, the Ice Age films, the last two have grossed over £30 million in the UK. And then finally, the big family film of the year, probably, on the 29th of July, is Finding Dory. Um... The other day I watched Finding Nemo on Channel 4 and I fell in love with it all over again. What a film. What a beautiful film. So good-natured, great characters, incredible animation. And what I'm just really excited to be under the sea again. Absolutely. I think <laughs> I, I don't think people really thought this was going to happen to a point, and given that it's been so long since the original came out. Um, and I think you mentioned the other day that Finding Dory is what the most popular Dory is the most. Dory is the most liked Pixar character on Facebook with over 27 million likes, I think, which sounds like a silly stat, but it shows that Dory is still a character that people love. And when you think since Finding Nemo came out, we've had more Toy Story, we've had more Monsters University, we've had brand new Pixar films, and and Dory is still the most popular character on Facebook. I think that's, yeah, again, looking at, I mean, just looking at the schedule there now, it's going to be out on the 29th, and before that, obviously, Secret Life of Pets coming out the same weekend as Independence Day. So, Secret Life of Pets, I don't think I've ever heard DCM erupt so loudly at a family trailer in the whole time I've been here um, and we obviously see a lot of trailers every week so I'm holding out that that would be quite huge um, it'd be interesting to see the numbers especially that it does against the BFG and Finding Dory but that whole They're couple of weeks is I mean, we've got huge in the space of like six weeks you've got Independence Day Resurgence Secret Life of Pets um, Ghostbusters Star Trek Beyond the BFG Finding Dory that's I mean that's going to be a big six weeks for cinema and then not too long after that you know you've got um uh sorry suicide squad coming out on the 5th of august yeah. as well so it's pretty jam-packed yep okay well that's great i mean hopefully you've got a sense of why we're excited about the big films coming up over the next few months uh thanks for joining me michael more than welcome thanks for having me and uh, i'll be back next month uh talking about something completely different but all film related and all dcm related have a great easter everyone um don't go to, no go go as hard as you want it's you got four days off <laughs> yeah bye just, just come back on tuesday yeah bye <laughs>